This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Hey, Tom and Cecil. This is Vicky. I've just finished episode 317. And do you realize that if uh, <clears throat> President Trump were to get into office and get assassinated, that means that we would have President Pence? It's a lose-lose situation either way. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome at. This is episode 320 of Cognitive Dissonance. And we are joined this episode by J.T. Eberhard. J.T. is from the WWJTD blog at Patheost.com. You can check that out. Uh, J.T., thanks so much for being on our show. Oh, thanks for having me. I made it. I finally made it to Glory Hole Studios. Welcome. The crown of creation. I'm going welcome. to Disney World. I'm done. Right. You know, <laughs> we say, we always say there is no welcome, Matt, but it protects the knees when you're at yeah. the Glory Hole. <laughs> So, JT, you are a blogger over at Patheos. Patheos blogs we link to all the time. We've uh, we've Aww. referenced your blog. We have uh, pointed well, we our list. The whole time. You did stay away from some of the some of the stuff you did about the the Skepticon conference. We yeah, stayed away we'll from that. We'll just go ahead and avoid that. But, uh, but we, we 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 do read the other stuff. In blogging, I've always wanted to like get away from the idea of trying to please the populace to make money. Like if, if telling the truth as I see it. Like, I value that over making a living. Oh. I probably shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I know all the words in that it sentence. Suddenly, like, suddenly seems like you had a realization there. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cecil's looking over at me. I'm just like, no, man, I'll say fucking, I'm just yeah. looking for a chance to sell out. Yeah, like, there... I'm just waiting for somebody to wave <laughs> the appropriate check. That's why I wish there was, like, real demons. I know we're going to be talking about this in a second, but I'd I I'd really, be at a crossroads fucking, right now. Oh, my God, if there was a devil who'd be like, oh, we'll give you lots of money. I'd be like, um... Where do I sign all of my soul away? Right? How do I do this? Like, can I parse it out so that I can sell pieces now, keep pieces for later? Like, I'd negotiate yeah, you that shit. Timeshare your soul, right? You know I mean? Are you yeah. kidding me? No, I mean, I'd drive a good bargain. This is uh, <laughs> <laughs> like the, the way I always envision the devil is like God's creating the earth. Like he's up there in the workshop, and like the devil pre-fall is just like leaning over his shoulder and be like, "Cancer." Like, really? Like, are you sure? And God gets all but hell was created. But like, I'll sell my soul to that guy. You bet. Yeah. Right. The guy who thought can't shit idea. I'm down. He's looking at the soul. He's like, you going to eat that? <laughs> he, he's talking to guys like cancer. Really? Do we give it to kids too? Yeah. Kids, <laughs> kids, like, yeah, no shit. like, like little ones, like eyeball cancer. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, later you're going to tell these guys you love them, right? <laughs> 
We wanted to talk about a story that you wrote. Uh, this is uh, from September the 20th of this last year. Uh, this is a sad story. It's very sad, Cecil. I, it is. I'm missing I, this guy already. I know. We covered this guy oh, about, I don't know, like a year or two ago. times, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't terribly prolific then, but he's evidently had a real big last year of his yeah. life. He worked out a lot. This guy worked out a lot. He did a lot of CrossFit. Oh, he's so. fucking huge now. No, he's not injured. You see the CrossFit? He's a, <laughs> a, a, a priest, huh? As huge as a corpse yeah. can be. Yeah. <laughs> he's bloated. Are you saying right? he's bloated? What's up, bro? You look a little swole. Yeah, that's actually gases yeah, that's, building yeah. inside of my body. That's the inevitable. I came up with that right after cancer. We're gonna be- <laughs> it's going to smell terrible. Uh, so the headline for the story is Catholic Church's top exorcist. I like that there's a top exorcist. I'm going to stop myself. There's a top? Like, how there are is. they ranked? Yeah. Like, what is the ranking system? Do like, they do they have, have an ERA up, or have, something? No, they have to go up against each other in, like, <laughs> yeah. a single limb bracket. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just said ERA. You I did. don't know what it that's means, a, and I deserve credit reference. for that. That's a baseball reference. Can I get time. Can I get, you get uh, some a, credit? Bravo. Well Thank done. Thank you very much. Well that was a sporting You just alienated term. all our black fans. Nicely done. <laughs> Good job, buddy. We don't have any black fans. I mean, sports balled so hard. Good job. Catholic Church's top exorcist passes away before ridding the world of Harry Potter. Oh, fuck. I know. I know. It's, I would have been thankful. You would have been wrong. Harry <laughs> Potter is wonderful. I will hit you with a bludger, sir. <laughs> this guy was railing on Harry Potter at the exact same time the Catholic Church was shuffling around child rapists. <laughs> <laughs> priorities, yeah, JT. It's look, priorities. They're both using their wand. So. <laughs> Like, I wonder if, like, he was talking to God, and he was like, you know, shouldn't we be working on this? Like, God's like, no, Harry Potter, man. Like, trust me on this. I, the thing is, it affects kids either way. Like, this is just like, it's a kid-focused program. It's just whether or not you expelliarmus into them or expelliarmus out of them. Like, really, that's the only... <laughs> oh, fuck. That's it, it's, man. It's <laughs> I had a focus on Harry Potter, and then goes tell, and tells Michelle Bachman and Mike Huckabee to run for president. <laughs> <laughs> like, the Catholic Church is, like, literally Charlie Brown. No matter how many times Lucy pulls away the football, they're like... No, he loves us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like this guy because he he has uh, he's been waging a war against demons, and it looks like he has uh, sort of exercised what one hundred and sixty thousand demons, which seems like a lot. JT, you know, I actually did the math on my blog, and it's something like assuming he never slept, uh, never went to the bath, never did anything, but exercised demons. From the time he popped out of his mother's womb until he died at 91, it was something like three an hour. I've never done anything 160, 160,000 times. That sounds exhausting. That sounds that fucking. Is a, that is a lot. He's got it. And the thing is, is, you see this guy, you look at a picture of this guy, and you're like, this guy isn't fast. Because this <laughs> right? guy isn't fast at anything. The only thing this guy was fast at is how quickly his heart stopped when he died. That <laughs> was it. He got 90,000 of the 160,000 in the back five years of his life, really. Because in 2010, he claimed to perform 70,000. Now he's up to 160,000 in 2016. So I think the average human lifespan is like 23,000 days. Like, this guy was on it. Holy yeah. shit, he was. Right. That's the thing. But, like, really, like, he put 90,000 demons back in hell. 90,000 in the last six years. Now, JT, do your calculations include his entire life? Like, so you you average his entire life. So he was expelling three demons an hour as a baby, too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. He was like a prodigy. Jesus. Good for him. You know, I think maybe we were all fooled by movies like that. But, you know, I mean, it's not to be surprised. It's, it's Hollywood tells you that, you know, exercising a demon's a lot of work, and it's very difficult, and sometimes priests jump out windows. Shit gets real. This is just, it's clearly, this is fucking yeah. easy ass work. Yeah. 
I think if I was, I wouldn't even brag about this. If it's like, yeah, I fucking, I've done 90,000 in the last six years, be like, well, great, it's fucking easy work, bro. Yeah, dude, that's like breathing. Right? I don't fucking, nobody's impressed if it's that easy. It's like, I mean, that's like your record for jerking off. Like, yeah. and nobody's impressed. <laughs> I jerked off three times today. Yeah, it's Wednesday. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. Like, what, you had an extra 15 cumulative minutes of I'm, string together. Wednesday, I do five. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so and in this article, too, they talk about possessed people and how they act. And he's talking about from their mouths, anything can come out. Uh, pieces of iron as long as a finger, but also rose petals. So here's what kills me. Like, you remember how back in the 1980s, like, every issue of the Inquirer was like, oh, are aliens visiting us? It'd be some, like, blurry picture of a fucking Frisbee, sure. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then, like, as we got smartphones and everybody was carrying around a high-res camera and a, and a portable video camera, suddenly the aliens stopped visiting. Did he never think to pull out his freaking cell phone and be like, look, behold, a possessed person? <laughs> <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa. JT, can can we just relax a little bit? The guy only had 160,000 opportunities to do that. <laughs> you know? 160,000? <laughs> he's like taking a shit playing like two dots. And he's like, oh, I could take a picture of this, me expelling this demon from my body, but I'm not going to. It's like an amazing, unbelievable, supernatural, spiritual experience is going to happen to me every 18 minutes. <laughs> Maybe... Maybe just fucking once. He'd wear a GoPro. I know. <laughs> Put a fucking body camera on it. That's we can so sometimes fun. even convince a cop to do yeah, it. Yeah, once in a while. Yeah. He gets a picture of them drooling. Like, see, they're possessed. Like, what about the iron and the rose petals, dude? What kind of pussy-ass fucking demons, like, make them poop rose petals out of their mouth? Like, really? Like, all the other demons are like, rose petals? Really? That's what you got? You got... You got burping <laughs> rose petals. Yeah. Like, if that, like that demon is a fucking that guy's getting you, beat up yeah, and fucked you even in just, the hell. Right? Can't you even just do green porridge? Is that a possibility? Like if that demon is inside me, I don't even want an exorcism. Like I'm going into Las Vegas and I'm joining Penn and Teller's show. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm making so rich off this demon. Yeah. <laughs> well, like that's your symptom of, of, of demon. Like, what do you do? I smell like potpourri. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like, my breath smells like grandma's house. Like, that's your fucking big demonic superpower? This is like the ways of the gods, though, man. Like, back in the day, like, when God was doing his thing, it's like seven plagues of Egypt and parting the Red Sea. And nowadays, it's like, I showed up on toast. That's all I got. <laughs> back in the day, like, yeah, head spinning around 360 green porridge. Now it's like rose petals, man. Yeah. <laughs> I've got left. You know, and another thing too, these fuckers hate yoga. What the fuck is with all these people who hate yoga? Tom and I have said many, many times yoga pants are the greatest thing humanity has ever created. I don't know. I, I find the correlation between people who do yoga and vegangelicals. Vegangelicals. <laughs> I love that. I love vegangelicals. That's amazing. With like their crystals and their chi and like all sorts of other shit that annoys me to be astronomical. <laughs> There's a lot of chakras and coconut oil going on, right? But look, I'm willing to forgive chakras and coconut oil for a flexible woman with a buxom ass, yeah. right? <laughs> It's like it's like I could pin my fucking heels behind my head and I got an ass that you could drop a fucking quarter off of it. It bounces across the street. By the way, do you want to hear about my third eye? Yeah. I want to Who penetrate your third eye. Are you fuck? kidding? Yeah, I'm not listening. Anyway. Right? Your third eye. Well, 
Fucking tell me all about your third eye and your brown star and all the rest of it. I'll fucking chutarunga you across the street. You want to hear an interesting story? Yes. Yes. All the time. When, so yeah, I, I used to be an opera singer, right? And so when I'm studying in college, like I learned you've got to like tuck your butt under to support the sound. For a year straight, my first voice teacher made me sing with a quarter in my ass. I'm not even joking. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Do you get a yeah. refund for that every time? or Was it the same quarter? Because <laughs> <laughs> it comes to a point where you're like, I'm done singing. The collection plate and then brought in a whole new quarter. You give that to the toll booth operator. You're like, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Here we go. Here's a here's my stinky ass quarter. Wednesday I had Indian food. Here's a dollar. As if being white doesn't make me tight assed enough. Like yeah, I've got a quarter dropping out of my ass. The Catholic guy shows up and thinks I'm possessed. It shows up. And I'll tell you what, if that demon's shitting quarters out of my ass, I don't want to be exercised. Right? Are you kidding me? I'll take it. Yeah. If we can up the ante a little, just a little bit, if I can get a fucking half dollar out of him, I can retire. I'll make an extra dollar fifty an hour. <laughs> <laughs> make. This is doubling my income. <laughs> now, the concern, obviously, is if this isn't, isn't bottled up in San Francisco, this kind of nonsense, then it's going to be spreading across the entire fruited plain and... You're going to be going to your Burger King in Des Moines, Iowa, and you're going to have a rainbow-colored wrapper for your Whopper. So this story is uh, more Brian Fisher, fucking Brian Fisher, diversity and multiculturalism. Get your head out of your hands. I can't not get, do that. Get your head out of your hands. You're going to play the fucking home version. I can't not massage my eyes in hope that they don't fucking roll right <laughs> out of my head. I love it. When I, when I, when I hear some of these. I'm going to read this out. Diversity okay, and multiculturalism, again, with the eyes and the rubbing, are God's curse upon America because we have become utterly evil. That's right, Cecil. Diversity <laughs> is evil. Diversity, <laughs> no. Diversity is the curse for being evil. Oh, you're right. It's even right. worse than that. That is. And diversity is the punishment. Diversity is the punishment we are receiving right now. Don't make me show you other viewpoints. Don't you. No! Don't you. <laughs> <laughs> but then I would question myself. Awesome. <laughs> this proliferation of languages where people cannot talk to each other, this represents a curse from God. <laughs> Different languages. <laughs> Different languages are a curse. But they do think that. Though. I know because of the Cause Tower of the Babel Babels, thing. The Babels. Yeah, I know. When they babeled up. The Babel in the Bibble. They tried to, <laughs> tried to build a, a fucking rock fucking tower. A rock tower. Tom, a Dude, rock I'm... tower to the Wait, is that stars. like a rock lobster? A rock, a rock lobster. Rock tower. <laughs> Gonna build a tower. Dun, up, dun, dun, dun. up to God. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Give him a hug. He'll knock down our tower. He's kind of a dick. <laughs> rock tower. <laughs> babble, 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 babble. Rock tower. <laughs> That story is fucking retarded. That story is so. <laughs> the story is a dumb. The literalists, you would, I mean, the, the best thing about biblical literalists is you ought to be like, wait a minute. <laughs> you know that we have, we have set dinosaurs on fire and blasted ourselves to the moon, yeah. right? Like, and we didn't bump into God's ass on the way up there. <laughs> 
So you think that somebody is going to build, like they're going to stack that yeah. next rock and they're going to look over the cloud and be like, oh, he's over here, guys. It's even worse than that. It's like, what's the foundation <laughs> for your rock tower? Like, fucking where do you fucking get? As the it gets taller, yeah. it needs to become exponentially <laughs> wider. Like, rock like, engineering. <laughs> rock ziggurats. <laughs> like it's fucking not a fucking tower, you twat. Yeah, I know. Like, like at a certain point, it's got to be the size of like the United States of America. Like yeah. we don't have mortar yet. <laughs> We're using mud. <laughs> Oh, there's a cold front. <laughs> Guys, people are so stupid. Are they as stupid as singing the B-52s <laughs> to their story? Because that's pretty stupid. It it's out. real funny, it though. Is, oh, God. God is so great. <laughs> <laughs> I like that both of us, when we did it, did a little swingy arm it's dance. It's so funny, too, because nobody can see us doing this. But every time we, we do a rock tower, we have to, do a little have to swing your arms. You can't just say, you can't just look at your mic and do it. You got to do a little dance it's when a, you do the rock tower. It requires tower. the yeah. rock tower. Somebody's got to write a whole song about Babel with that guy doing that. That would be so amazing. I call right? it Elvis. Oh, Elvis. I call it Elvis. Elvis I'm calling Don't leave you, the bro. building, yeah. buddy. Call it on you, boss. <laughs> We're seven seconds. In. I know. It's just fucking. <laughs> but the Tower of Babel is the most asinine so story stupid. in the world. And that's why there were other languages. Gosh. It's like a fucking, it's or, like an Aesop fable or whatever. So you know what I mean? Like, and then the fox hated the fucking rabbits forever. <laughs> Sour grapes. What's, what's so awesome is it's it's such a stupid way <laughs> to decide whether or not you have fucking other languages. And uh, the worst part is, is there's fucking human beings walking around that not only think that we stuck everything on a fucking ark and it survived, <laughs> but there's also people like, yeah, and then they built a rock tower and <laughs> fucking fell over. And, and then suddenly everybody's like, hey, forget about it. This is not a blessing from God. This kind of diversity is not a blessing. Uh, this kind of multiculturalism is not a blessing. It is a curse. But... God may allow that because he has to protect us from ourselves. What could, you po what could that possibly mean? Again, protect us from ourselves with the fucking Babels. I'm telling you, that's what he's, this is what Dick, he's talking about. Just Dick, go because I can't. I'm going to puke listening to this. Because if we continue to communicate with one another in the same language, we can concoct plans that will be a menace to everything that is good, everything that is right, everything that is holy. They built a fucking tower, man! They built a... It was a fucking tower in your story! It's not... They didn't build a fucking nuclear bomb! They didn't build a death ray! They didn't fucking... They didn't do anything! They didn't build a sun-killing nuke! Built a fucking tower! What? Newsflash, dickhead, we have towers! Like, we fucking have them! Like, they fucking exist right now! Like, I can fucking go up to the 104th floor, the fucking Willis Tower. It's even called Tower! Like, it's just a fucking name, man! But when you come down the elevator, do you speak a different language? <laughs> Depends on what elevator I use, right? Yeah, I mean, if you have to use if you have to use a service entrance, you got to speak Mexican. I mean, that's just that's how it works. You don't so. have to use a service elevator. You're white. Oh shit! 
No, but seriously, like fucking, are you serious? Oh, we, if we could talk to each other? What? Okay, so we can't concoct that plan with 350 million people or how many, how many people in the, in the world do you think speak English right now? Probably, let's, say, let's just give it a round number of say 3 billion people speak English. I don't know what that number is. I'm guessing what that number is. We can't reach that critical mass with only 3 billion. We have to have, if it's 7 billion that speak fucking English, then we're fucked. I, I don't, but I think what he's saying is in America specifically, because he's talking about America, he's saying that if everybody in America could communicate with each other, then we would do more evil shit. So it's like, what, what are you saying? Like, if all, if fucking, if we could understand the Mexicans, we'd be like, row, row, and what would we do? Well, like, what would we do? I speak a little Spanish. You know what they're usually asking for? A job! <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. It's 1.5 billion speakers of English. We can't reach the critical mass of speaking English on this world to concoct the weird shit that he thinks we're going to concoct. Right. We have to... We have to have diverse languages in order to prevent us from creating something just in case we got, got to 7 billion and we can communicate. Here's the other thing, dipshit. You can still communicate if somebody speaks another language. You could just learn their language. That's how it works. But then we'd come up with evil, menacing shit. He just said if we could all communicate, we'd come up with evil, menacing shit. We can already all communicate! But we also all have menacing shit! <laughs> like, the world is full of menacing shit! The world, it's not like we're like, oh, fucking everything is roses because we can't understand what the Mexicans are saying. <laughs> are you kidding? Well, it's roses because you can't hear their pleas for help. Oh, Jesus so Christ. That's how <laughs> and everything that is just. And so God, I believe, is allowing this proliferation of languages in the United States, it's a bad thing. It's not a good thing. Uh, you know, I've always been a fan of insisting on assimilation. I think we ought to do that. I think we ought to insist that people come to this land, that they learn English. In fact, I think we ought to have literacy tests before we allow them to immigrate to the United States. They ought to prove their ability to be literate and fluent in English before we let them in. We don't have a national language. We don't have a national. We're a fucking nation of immigrants. This argument has been going on since the fucking beginning of America. This, this, is a, this is a ridiculous argument. This is a ridiculous, ridiculous argument. It's a, I mean, that is so insanely, insanely offensive. We ought to have a literacy test for a nation of immigrants that doesn't even have a declared language? What, what would you do? So you're saying that if you're so underprivileged, let's say you never learned to read even in your own language. You what can't then? take the fuck then that but he would say fuck off bro don't come here. We don't want we don't want your Yeah, fuck give us your poor, your tired, tired, your huddled masses yearning to be free. Brian Fish is like fucking slapping them with his fucking dick like get out of here. <laughs> whap 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 whap. He doesn't give a shit. I got your rock tower right here. <laughs> I mean part of it's a matter of public safety. They got to be able to read street signs, they got to be able to read traffic signs. Oh fucking go kill yourself. <laughs> It gotta, it's oh, the Mexicans can't read the street sign. Yeah. Oh, fuck off. It's a romance language. You can fucking figure it out. You know what's awesome is... It's a fucking Latin root, you cock. I, I go down to... Um, there's a thing called... And I, I don't know exactly what the name is. I think it's called Maxwell Street Market. Yeah. I'm not sure what it is, but it's 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 over... Um, they, they block off an entire street. And it's not Maxwell Street either. It's a different street. Uh, they block off Displains. It's on Displains in Chicago. Um, but they block it off, and they have... Vendors come out, and it's like a little shit show vendor place. It's like a fucking flea market, right? So all these people come out yeah, and sell fucking, fucking socks they and old sell tapes their garbage, and right. fucking some yeah. tools and, you know, just uh, all kinds of stuff. Just yeah. all kinds of – and there's 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 like a hat vendor and a, 
um, you know, a, a cheap purse vendor. Yeah, it's a garbage it's market. It's a garbage market. It's a and garbage market. They also market. sell sell food there. So there's yeah. some some food vendors. They're all Mexican food vendors, and then they sell uh, they sell some groceries. Like they'll sell you know boxes of tomatoes or things like that. Sure. Yeah. So you just walk down the street, and everybody there guaranteed is possibly almost certainly bilingual or at least close to bilingual when it comes to English because they have to be able to communicate with the customers, but they're almost all Hispanic. Not and not Hispanic. They're all Mexican. They're not fucking. There's nobody from Spain is over there. You know what I mean? Like they're all Mexican. Nobody from Ecuador, right? Right. They're mostly Mexicans. Yeah, Mexicans. Yeah. Yeah. And so you just walk down the street, but then there's also other vendors there that are Chinese and they speak Spanish, right? Because I live 12 blocks from Chinatown. Okay. So the people from Chinatown come up and they sell stuff on the street. And it's awesome to be standing there watching a Chinese immigrant talk to an Ameri- a, a, a Mexican immigrant in Spanish. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. I think that's awesome. It, I love that about where I live and, wh- and where I, uh, what I live near. I love that idea that I get a chance to interact with all these different cultures. I get to have, you know, Mexican breakfast made by, you know, these women who that's what they do. They have a fucking old fucking top for a griddle that's got fire underneath and it's just like an old door or something that they're cooking. I don't even door. know. I don't it's even know. Door. At a certain point, you don't even ask. You're just like, whatever. Just door. cook it up. But they're making hand-pressed t- tortillas and they're making up all this food. And, you know, it's their culture. Sure. But I'm enjoying it. Yep. I'm getting to reap the benefits of their culture and get uh, exposed to something that I don't normally get because my country allows people to be here that aren't like me. And that's enriching to me. Right, because that's what that's the, one of the fucking major advantages of being an immigrant nation. I mean, we are a nation yeah. made of immigrants exclusively. That is that is how we built, that is how this country's history, post yeah. the native peoples, which just yeah, destroyed we, those we just guys, destroy but those you know, guys, yeah. whatever, they, whatever. They don't count now. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's, that is like, that's one of the great strengths of this country, right? The, one of the great strengths of diversity is... You know, all the, the the blending of ideas, the blending of culture, the blending of language, the blending of music, all of the blending of the arts, you know, the, a, a diverse background of ideas. There's fucking real value in that. There's incredible value in that. And this guy's looking at him being like, well, fucking, I don't know what the Mexicans are saying. And I'm fucking scared and of I'm other people. I'm super mad about that. Right. Yeah. And he's just scared, right? Because where does anger come from? It comes yeah. from fear. It comes from fear 100% of the time. And you know what? This motherfucker probably orders pizza on the weekend. Right, you know what yeah, I mean? Right. Like this motherfucker goes out to Chinese food. Yeah, right. You don't fucking eat your fucking dumplings or whatever the fuck Brian Fish or whatever the fucking shitbag country fucking shat you out. Well, whatever we, nationality you are, yeah. you don't just eat your fucking boiled cabbage or whatever. Well, what are we all supposed to like? If we're not fucking specifically English immigrants, like it's just it doesn't count. Like, yeah, the German immigrants, like like all the other you know Western European immigrants, they get some kind of more fair say. Like why? Yeah. Why? Because they're fucking white. And yeah, he just doesn't want to say that. He doesn't want to say it. He doesn't want to say that's because they're white. Yeah. It's just a matter of public safety. So anyway, I'm all for that. Uh, and it's clear from numbers or from Genesis eleven that this this profusion of languages is what which is increasingly what we are having in the United States. We're having greater and greater balkanization. We're having these communities where these little enclaves of people who speak a language but don't communicate with their neighbors. They have their own culture, their own customs. There's no integration. There's no assimilation. And it's bad. See, that's bullshit. That's a lie. That's bullshit. Your story destroys that. And and the other thing, too, is like I am completely welcome 
to go to Chinatown. Yeah. I can get on. I'm two, two L stops away from Chinatown. I can go down there and have a meal. I can go down there and walk in and out of the shops. Nobody looks at me with some kind of fucking goofy evil eye. What the fuck they are want you your doing money. here? Then That's I, why they have shops. They don't point at me and scream white devil. You know what I mean? <laughs> I go down there and they say, well, they awesome, do now. would you like to buy a really cheap shitty cleaver? <laughs> they're trying to sell me junk. They're trying to sell me food. They're trying to, they're trying to, you know, maybe it is a, uh, a, uh, a buying relationship. Maybe it is a consumer relationship, but that doesn't mean that they reject me wholesale from their community. They don't spit me out. Right. I can go any, to any community here, Vietnam community. I could go to, I could go to, uh, uh, Ukrainian village. I can go to, there's all these like uh, Chicago is, I don't know about other cities cause I don't know a lot about other cities, but Chicago has tons of ethnic communities in it right. that are little tiny ethnic communities that have tiny ethnic little restaurants that are amazing. And it's like, and you're totally welcome in these places, you know? But he's scared of those places, and that's why he's saying that, because I think what what his argument here is, is that that's a bad thing. I think what his argument is, Cecil, is that exactly what you've described and that you see value in, he sees that as a negative thing. He sees sees those enclaves, right, to use his word, he sees those enclaves as exclusive. Yeah, but they're not exclusive. But they're, I know, I I know, right? But they're exclusive to him because he's a chicken shit, right? I guess, maybe, yeah. He's like, like, he's not going to go to Pilsen and get himself a fucking burrito, right? Because he's fucking scared. Yeah. And he's not going to go to the Ukrainian village and get himself some fucking food there because he's a fucking chicken shit asshole. Yeah. What he's going to do is go to the fucking Olive Garden, right? (laughs) Like, that's all. He's just going to walk around the Olive Garden. He's going to fucking complain that the busboy's Mexican. That's what he's going to do because he's a dick. He's going to build a tower of bread (laughs) with a never-ending bread. Never-ending bread? I'll see you in an hour, God. (laughs) But God allows it because the confusion of languages is a check on the evil that otherwise a nation would do. And I think that's what's happening here in America. Why would would the ability to communicate be an evil? You're such a fucking fool, too. Seriously. Because I can't easily communicate with someone else with, with who speaks another language. It's not impossible. Right. It's not impossible. There's technology is moving forward much much more quickly than we than we realize with stuff like this. There was that the babblefish thing that the people put in their ear that that little thing that yeah, right. we were working uh-huh. on. There's there's Google Translate on my phone. I can communicate much easier nowadays than I ever could ever before. Sure, right. Absolutely. And in the back in the day, you used to have a fucking, you know, Spanish to English dictionary you could look through. You didn't understand that word? What is that? He's saying that the ability for cultures to cross-pollinate is an evil thing. He's Why, saying that, I know, but like he's, the, that's an amazing thing to say. Not only that, but he's also saying it's he's making it seem like God is doing this work yeah. to stop us from communicating. So he makes us speak different languages. Well, we already figured out the fucking we, we found we solved that around. maze. We solved it, man. <laughs> You're terrible at this. Ready to stick it in the glory hole? Get links to their Facebook, Twitter, and if you still use it, Google Plus account at their website, dissonancepod.com. If you need to be all discreet about it, contact them by email at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a ransom message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Want to hear Cognitive Dissonance commercial free and gain access to exclusive content, including full patron-only shows? Head to patreon.com forward slash dissonance pod and become a patron to support the show on a per episode basis. Love commercials? Not ready to become a patron? Give the guys a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher. Or tell your buddies in the drunk tank about the show. 
we want to send a big sloppy glory hole to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. This is from uh, James Lee Peterson. Intellectuals. James Lee Peterson? Yeah, you don't know him? He's a right-wing activist. I've never heard of him either. Okay. This is a sermon he gave. Uh, Intellectuals are absolute nutcases. And I noticed that the people who are really into the intellect. (laughs) I'm sorry. Let's stop right here. Stop already. People who are really into the intellect are nutcases. I want to hear that again, though, because like. Says intellectuals are absolutely not cases. So let's 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 just see if right wing watch nails it. I also love. Hold on, he's got a fucking lazy eye and he looks crazy. <laughs> he looks. Like, I'm sorry. You're like, Pastor, I'd like to get blessed, and then you take three steps over when he looks at you. <laughs> no, I'm over here, Pastor. <laughs> you stop moving around. I can't find you. <laughs> He totally does have a lazy eye. He looks one is one's looking this way, the other one's looking the other way. He's a wobble fish, he man. It's like crazy. Can't sneak up on this guy no matter how hard you try. And I noticed that the people who are really into the intellect you can't even pronounce intellect. He called it intellect. He <laughs> listened to him again. It says intellect. Is he's, that a, is, he's so is derisive that, of the intellect that he that, won't even pronounce it properly? The intellect. Is that a Decepticon? Fuck, it's intellect. And I noticed that the people who are really into the intellect. He gives up mid-word. He's like, the intellect. It's not me, as it turns out. Yeah, I hate people that think. Yeah. Uh, nut cases. Absolute nut cases. <laughs> what is with this editing? It looks so crazy. What is with this editing, dude? Why do they cut to absolute nut cases and then cut back? And you people know. have to watch this video. <laughs> so this guy this guy looks like the fucking guy Forrest Gump dragged out of the fucking bush in the movie with the Bubba Gump stuff. Yes. Like, it looks like the guy's going to be telling you about fucking shrimp and fucking rice in a few seconds. <laughs> this is a man... Who's got a face for radio? Yeah. Like, oh, gosh. Why man. does he have a I don't know why anybody program. is. He doesn't have a voice. He doesn't have a voice for radio, That's though. That's true. Because yeah. he can barely pronounce <laughs> He has he's nothing got, for a no, communicating medium. No qualities. He has zero <laughs> Maybe qualities. he could write. I don't yeah, know. Like, like even, yeah, maybe he could write a really nice sign and stand on the side of the road. Like, <laughs> that's probably about he, like, it. like twirls. Yeah, <laughs> Liberty tax. <laughs> because of this intellectual thing taking over and the people rule us. We now have so-called so-called same-sex marriage. Wait, it's not so-called. It what is called same-sex. Yeah, so right. so-called. Well, I think because he would say it's not marriage, right? So, I think I think I think well, these guys call think it it's same-sex so-called marriage, not so-called same-sex marriage. <laughs> He's not a man who appreciates a because sharp that, intellect. Because that, fucking that needs to be distinct, right? Because when you say so-called same-sex marriage, it's like, oh yeah, they're saying it's same-sex marriage, but it was really a guy and a girl. Right. No, I, I know. He's, he's got the so-called in the wrong place, for sure. But again, this is not a man who appreciates a sharp intellect. <laughs> you know read, why he gives up in the middle of the intellect? It's because he wife. transforms mid-intellect. <laughs> like, into... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he read the ruling with his lazy eye and got bored halfway through. <laughs> that would happen if we weren't into the intellect. <laughs> Once more with feeling. I can't. I can't do it. I love it. I can't do it again. We're 16 seconds. I don't have to do it again. 
like fucking pillow talk for the show. <laughs> that would happen if we weren't into the intellect. <laughs> I don't have to say anything, and he barely has to say anything. <laughs> Clip of the year. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, uh, it's like every time he starts to speak, his mouth gives up. It's like, no, fuck you. I'm not saying this stupid shit. No, fuck that. I'm on strike. <laughs> Fucking, uh, his mouth's like fucking, fucking. I'm underpaid, motherfucker. I love people who are anti-intellectual and want to tell you about it because that means they're giving you their thoughts yeah. about how they don't appreciate. Common sense would dictate that is not going to happen, and common sense wouldn't care what you thought about it. Fucking what? what? Common, common sense wouldn't care what you thought about it. Is common sense like an entity? Is that what he said? I think that's I what he said. I thought he said incompetence wouldn't care what you thought oh, about. Oh, maybe you're right. No, I have no idea if I'm right. Let's no, see, don't give let's, me let's credit. Listen. Let's listen. Common sense would dictate that is not going to happen. And common sense wouldn't care what you thought about it. You were right. Common sense. Because uh, we would know that that's wrong. We, and we would have compassion for the people who were locked into the lifestyle because there are some who would like to overcome it, but they don't know how. And the intellectual person doesn't know how to uh, help them overcome it. How does this guy have a job where he I, speaks I to human no beings? I have no idea. How the it's fuck the worst. did he just get back from the dentist? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Seriously, this is his job. <laughs> he he does speak like a man who was just beaten severely with a golf club. <laughs> I can't believe this guy gets paid money to talk. <laughs> Oh, God. Unbelievable. He is extravagantly <laughs> bad at this. If, if when he opened his mouth, he just went... <laughs> it would be more intelligible than that. He's a screech it's owl. Like he is. Like, oh, we're, yeah. we're only 40 <laughs> seconds in on this I thing. heard so God. Because of the intellect, we now have... Drag queens running around in the military. Do do women even get they different outfits? They don't get outfits? special uniforms. So then, how could you be a drag queen? You just wear a fucking unisex uniform. I right. I mean, I'm right. They don't wear skirts, do they? <laughs> They're like fucking climbing over a wall Beanie in a skirt. S, yeah, right. Battle dress skirt. It's a unisex outfit, right? It's pants and a shirt. It's literally impossible to be a drag queen in the military. Maybe the boots have heels, like higher heels. I don't know. I'm fucking, I have, it's. You're wearing a fucking sports bra? What are they doing different? You wouldn't hey. even be able to tell. Like, I could be wearing a sports bra right now. I feel like you should be wearing a sports bra right now. I probably should be wearing a sports bra right now. <laughs> Can you imagine jumping down in a foxhole? Running from uh, Bin Laden? Mm, I wouldn't run from a dead guy. Why would I run away from dead people? <laughs> Bin Laden's fucking super dead. Bin Laden is super dead. He's been dead for yeah. kind of a while yeah. now. Although, I they guess... They turned him into a pinata. They did if it. I saw his fucking waterlogged zombie corpse, I oh, would run from it. I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking of Saddam Hussein. They turned him into <laughs> a pinata. 
They turned they turned Bin Laden into a whack-a-mole. <laughs> fucking tank right yeah. in the eye. And then they just what did they burn him and throw him off a thing, or did they just, they just dump him in the ocean? Sea? Yeah. yeah, they just dumped him in the yeah. ocean. They fucking supposedly because yeah, it's a right? false flag attack. They pirated him. They yeah. fucking took out his eye and they fucking yard him. <laughs> fucking they they threw him overboard with his parrot. <laughs> and then here's a man in there with a dress and lifting on. What? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. We have to listen to that again. No. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Can you imagine jumping down in a foxhole, running from uh, Ben Laden, and then here's a man in there with a dress and lifting on? <laughs> Was this guy a boxer? I think he has the repetitive concussion disease. <laughs> I, I have. That was seriously, amazing. Seriously. That was amazing. That was no, was he amazing. a boxer? It, it would shock you. You'd rather be out with Ben Laden. I would not rather be out that with Ben Laden. That doesn't even make any sense. Like, what the? There's an audience listening to you. You heard him kind of wrestling yeah. oh, around yeah. a little right. earlier. Yeah. He's on a stage There's in front of a people. Audience listening to you. Humans, presumably humans, not caged animals. Or like penguins in suits, oh. like, like <laughs> <laughs> that'd be an adorable, it would be an adorable, adorable crowd. It'd be a great audience. I would love to give a I'll give a speech to a bunch of penguins. Because then he suits. could say to them, right? <laughs> then I could talk. I could talk like Burgess <laughs> Meredith. And <be> like, <laughs> <laughs> I'd still make more sense than this guy. But that's the intellectual world around us. You want to live by the intellect of God, His intellect is greater than that of your father, the devil. His intellect is greater than that of your father and the devil. Why are you dissing on my dad? Like, why is he coming after my dad in this? I don't understand. I, I really, this is a genuinely stupid human being. Oh, my, yes. And he is so stupid that he is extolling, he is actually extolling the virtues of stupidity. Yes. That is his, yeah. that is his thesis. Be more stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is the summation of his argument. Wow. And you can't even you can't even look at him as if he were say uh, having a Socratic mindset, right? Where Socrates said, "I know nothing, and therefore I'm smarter than the other people." Sure, right. Yeah, he's Clearly not, not. He's the case. not even doing it in that sense, no. right? Yeah, and that's why we have to fall away from that. The intellect is like being traumatized as a kid. You know, how kids can tell and see things. They they are not afraid to speak the truth. But by the time they're ten, they become just like the parents, lying and deceiving and they have fallen away from God's intellect into the intellect of the devil. That's just a developmental stage. That's all that is. Like that's just developmentally appropriate. Like kids start to fucking lie and tell stories because they have fucking greater ability to understand the social cues around them. Sure. And they understand that they fucking people, telling yeah. things that aren't true, they're not as literal minded anymore. Yeah, exactly. And they, <laughs> just a, that's an appropriate developmental response. But like we said earlier with the Tower of Babel, it's like, well, how do I explain this to I'm not gonna this guy doesn't understand developmental. He doesn't know even know what that means. He would just say development. <laughs> he would he would just <laughs> fucking give up mid work. Uh, it's amazing. It's so, like his lips are just making that motorboat sound like. So, so for him, <laughs> it's, just, it's outstanding. So for him, making up a weird story about how <laughs> children were closer to God and now they fall away from God and they become more like their parents, who are more like the devil, makes more sense to him than saying no. Children just advance intellectually. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just? Pizza cheesed my brain. <laughs> like, I can't. It's just all mushy and weird in there now. And now they have to go to college to feel better. We must be born again to get pastors. 
and that's why we have to let that go because it's all ego. And I noticed too that all intellectual people are insecure people. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. They, they added the fuck out of this thing, guys. So this thing is, I think they just went through and they're like, wait till he gets mushroomed. Wait till he gets, oh, there we go. Let's cut that in. Because he's, there's no way this is edited by him. Because I don't think so. I love fighting with the intellectuals now. It is so nice because they don't have a foundation to stand on. The children of God have the foundation to stand on. And that foundation is his love. Is God love working through us. They have no love. They have no foundation. And all they have is intimidation. If they can't intimidate you, they absolutely have nothing. Really, really don't. If you just pay attention, you will see that they're very insecure. <laughs> It's like he's downshifting his mouth. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Alan. If America continues to reject the mercy of the Christian cross, America will live under the tyranny of the Islamic sword. So this is uh, Robert Maginus. <laughs> I was going to mispronounce it. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. Oh, I'm glad it. you did. Oh, Maginus. <laughs> He's on the Jim Baker Show. He's a retired uh, Army Lieutenant Colonel and Family Research Council oh, dickweed. So here he is talking about witches. witches. Sandwiches? Not as delicious. Sounds amazing. Although possibly toasted. <laughs> I've been reading today, in fact, I think it's in today's news, that uh, our president has appointed the first Muslim. Uh, Muslim as a judge. A federal judge. Federal judge mm -hmm. in the United States. You hear that audience? I know, the audience is like, yeah. Muslims are scary. Yeah. Well, wherever they appoint him, that courthouse is going to last very long. Oh, he's, he's you gonna, think so? He's going to blow it up. I mean, he's going <laughs> to have like a bomb in his gavel. Yeah, his, <laughs> his first call, somebody <laughs> texts him, and it's over. I mean, he's, <laughs> That's it. You can fit a lot of explosives under those robes. That's right. You know what I mean? Like and under that hair. Look at that fucking hair. 60 nail bombs in there. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> he's got fucking exploding judge syndrome. That's terrible. EDS is bad. <laughs> <laughs> All they do is they take they take and lay a layer of plastic explosives and then a layer of stenographer typewriters. <laughs> no, a layer so of stenographers. <laughs> just stenographers. stenographers. <laughs> and then the typewriters. Coat me in stenographers. <laughs> have you heard this? I, I have heard that. And uh, look at Necky McBearders in that there. That guy, the guy who he is, is his assistant, has a chin strap. Oh my god! On his giant chin, <laughs> and it's and it's a stubble sort of see-through stubble beard. Oh. Good luck. I've it's, never it's seen that see before. It's see-through stubble chin strap beard. It's amazing. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. Nobody told him not to go outside <laughs> like that? Yeah. He doesn't own a mirror? <laughs> I like, maybe I'll shave my face and just stop at the bottom of my chin. So I just, and the worst part is, is that that his that his lower chin, the lower part of that's his, his second his chin, bro. It's not his lower chin. You get hold on, you get one chin. Anything under that is not your lower chin. That's your neck fat. That's your man waddle. So on his on his lower chin, yes, his lower chin, his under chin. <laughs> I'm trying to be I'm trying to be politically correct. His top neck. I'm trying to be 
<laughs> trying to be politically correct to all the fat asses in the audiences. Oh my the God. bloated corpses in the audiences Jesus. that'll get super mad when we talk about somebody being fat. So here's this giant fucking bulbous human being whose fucking face looks like the moon is is has got this fucking flap of chin fat <laughs> that looks like it looks like a fucking uncircumcised head. And his 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 fat fucking chin has just like the thing is is it's not that it's hidden. It's not that it's under. Like most people's most people's chins go they're like at a right angle. Like his chin is like it's kind of at this real real soft. It's like take a soft turn at fucking Addison. It's just like Bruh. Dude, it's a roundabout. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> It's like fucking, he looks like he can expand it like a frog like, to scare like you, away you predators. You can't draw this guy without a protractor. You know what I mean? <laughs> but this fucking guy, it's 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 a rounded bubble of fucking fatty beard. <laughs> How do you not see that? Oh. You look like you have a fucking mane of blubber and hair. <laughs> He looks like one of those frogs that blows his fucking under chin right. out, like really big, <laughs> like <laughs> except for it's hairy, so it looks like a nutsack. He's calling for mates with that thing, <laughs> and nobody answers. God. Uh, so you got to go to look at this video, guys. That's all we're saying. You know, I'm not anti anybody. Ex except <laughs> he was gonna say except Muslims. He was gonna say it, and maybe Jews. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's uh, that's a sort of an unwritten rule. Though, oh let's my be god! Honest. Well, I am anti the devil. <laughs> I'm anti the devil. <laughs> I hope so. It's a weird flesh-colored like, microphone. It's the embodiment of your evil, right? The embodiment of all that's wrong in the universe is in one entity. And you're like, yeah, I think I'm kind of anti. <laughs> not that guy. I'm kind of a not that guy. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, even she said, yeah, duh. You know, like fucking even your vapid fucking dipshit that sits next to you thinks that's a dumb thing to say. But, but it, it, it's hard for me to see preferential treatment being given to the Muslim. That's the first one. It's one. That's the first. That's the fucking you just said. It's the first one. How is that preferential treatment? It gets to a point of like fucking. How is that preferential in any way? Ever. It's like one. It really, I don't see make any sense. I can't do it. <laughs> People and the cross is being degraded in America. The the Christians are being. I mean, the, the very thing Jesus said would happen in the last days, that we would be, because we serve God, we would be attacked. We would be hated for, mm -hmm. for the name of Christ's sake. And That's right. It seems like our nation is kinder to other faiths, and Christianity is, is being put down further and further and further. How many Christian judges are there? How many... Well, all many? but one. All but one. Like all, all fucking but one. one. All but one. Well, yeah. There's probably some Jew a, judges. Well, yeah. Okay. That's there's fair. probably that's some Jew fair. judges. That's fair. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like fucking poll them. Find out how many Christian judges there are. And there's also probably going to be some closet atheists who say they're Christians. Sure. Right? But they, fucking there's an overwhelming majority of people in the United States are Christian. Probably the overwhelming majority of fucking judges in the United States are Christian. Mm. Yeah. Seems super likely. Are, are you allowed to talk about that? Of course. And we find it in the federal government. Uh, in a, a terrible way, certainly in the Pentagon, where we find the persecution against Christians uh, openly uh, expressing their love for Christ. Uh, you know, 
Christian meetings uh, are often uh, denigrated. What does that mean? Well, Christian you fucking meetings? Fucking go to work. You're at work. What, what are you having th- a Christian meeting for at work? You're in the Pentagon. You got work to do. Do the work. You already did a meeting, though. Right. Like, I mean, if you can at least have the meeting, aren't you fucking winning? But you shouldn't. You fucking I'm I don't saying have you should. I'm saying you shouldn't shit. either. But it, right? but it, they're at least having it. Fucking if people, if the fucking employees at my work were like, we want to have a fucking meeting to talk about whittling, I'd be like, fucking go to work, <laughs> go to work. I don't care about your hobbies. I don't give a fuck about your. But we really love whittling. I don't give fucking any shits. <laughs> go to work. Talk about it on your lunch break. Go outside and fucking smoke and fucking whittle a thing. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> Fucking, but you can't use my time at right. work to fucking whittle some yeah. shit. And that's the thing is we're all their bosses. But right. they don't get that, right? They don't understand that. They don't like that. Christian meeting, what are you fucking talking about? Um, and, and we find that broadly more so under this administration than ever before. Because uh, I've been in the government off and on for uh, almost five decades. And so I've seen how other go- governments have functioned. This one is aggressively against Christians. And it's because I think the, the man in the Oval Office expresses an opinion which his proxies are expressing across the entire bureaucracy. Well, what does that mean, though? I mean, like, he's saying they express an opinion that all the people that he's sort of put in charge express the same opinion. That's, that's what he's supposed to do. That's how leadership that, works. That is, that is, that is exact, like definitional that is, that is exactly to leadership. That's exactly how it should work, right? right? Yeah. What should they be? What should he be appointing anti Obama policy people? But like if, if, you're, if your management staff is like, we're carrying out a different vision, you'd be like, fucking, the, I need a new management yeah. staff. You're doing a fucking terrible job of enacting my vision. It's the reason you will work under me. I, 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 unbelievable. What are you, is he that disconnected? It, it, are, are, the, are the leaders afraid? Of the power of the gospel? <laughs> You're an asshole. Are the leaders afraid of the power of the God? No one's afraid of the power of your fucking book. It's a book. No it's a book. It's like it's like remember when fucking the guy, I can't pronounce his name, but he's the Indian skeptic who challenged the fucking one witch doctor guy to kill him. <laughs> it's the best thing <laughs> you remember what he said. He, just, he's, uh, he said, I want you, he said you could kill me, just go ahead and do it. And the guy's like, oh, and the fucking guy's just standing like, oh. <laughs> it's the best. It's literally like the best thing yawns. Ever. And then they wind up fucking chasing him out of the country because he says fucking poo water came out of a came out of a statue. And they're all like, this tastes like the best, most yummy water. It's from God. And he's like, oh, that's poo water. And you're probably going to get a coli. It's delicious, warty, beautiful God water. Um, That's poo water. We're going to kill you. <laughs> it's like, have you seen that video of that guy who used the, the, the martial arts who uses chi? Oh yeah, and yeah. Then he yeah. Gets, and then he gets a fights with MMA guy and gets his fucking face punched <laughs> off his head. Yeah, I saw that one. It's yeah. my favorite. The guy's like, 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 "How are you kidding? Nothing happens." The other guy's like, "He looks so surprised. He totally does." He's like, he, "I don't know why my magic works on all the dupes." You know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. But again, let's think about what he just said. Are they afraid of the power of the gospel? You could do uh, the only thing I don't want you to do is hit me with your book. <laughs> but you can you can use that book in any way you right. want on me, Jim. You can say, "Here you go. I'm gonna fucking. Yep. I'm gonna read from it. I'm gonna wave it in your direction. I'm gonna fan you with it. I'm not afraid <laughs> at all of the power of the gospel." Why do they want to put the gospel down now? 
Well, I suspect the, the motivation uh, is, is, in fact, evil. Uh, you know, I, I know from having been in Washington uh, for many years, in fact, my mother worked in Washington and in the White House for a mm -hmm. while, uh, many years ago. And uh, I, I know that there's uh, demonic forces in that city. You know, I have personally met people that, that are demons. <laughs> Right. I personally met a demon. Yeah. No, he's at Quiznos. <laughs> I'd like a turkey ranch in Swiss. Refer to themselves as witches. Uh, people that say they advise the senior leadership of the country. And since I'm a credulous fuckwit, I believe everything I hear. It's fucking, you're David Icke. It's just right. like, yeah. I heard a guy one time did a thing. It's warlocks! <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> All right, dude, there's witches and wizards and warlocks and goblins and demons. This is the kind of guy who locks his door on Halloween and hides <laughs> under his fucking <laughs> right. bed. You know what I mean? <laughs> So we're joined again by JT Eberhard of What Would JT Do? JT, uh, if people have never been to your blog, explain what, what you do there. Oh, man. I mostly just rant about whatever pisses me off at the time. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds super familiar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is mostly politics and religion. Welcome okay. to the show, my friend. <laughs> the way I see it, you've got your, your faithists who say, like, oh, the religious people do good things in the world, which is totally true. They do. But, like, the point of my like deepest beliefs about religion is like the people who do bad shit do it for the same reasons that nice Christians do good shit. Right. And we don't need this kind of like intellectual destroying morass to do good things. Like atheists have figured out how to do good things on their own. Like the only reason you get people, you know, like trying to stop gay people from marrying and whatnot is because they have bad ideas about the universe. You, know, you have parents who love their kids who don't call an ambulance when their kids are sick because of religion, right? Like, the only time you see that is when religion is involved. It's so, like, I just want to get rid of it. Like, I said, I just want it to go away. <laughs> I, get rid of I love it. it. I just want to get rid of it. So like, and I think there's just so many underlying things that would fix. Get rid of religion, boom, suddenly our politics isn't such a pain in the ass. Jesus chose Trump or Huckabee right. or whatever. Like Jesus Republican. You know? And that's like all they've got. Like they don't have a fucking clue. Like ask them to point out Syria on a map. Like ask them to name one of Donald Trump's policies that isn't build a wall around Mexico. Like they, they can't do it. Like they just know like Jesus loves Republicans. That's the lever on Poland. Yeah. So did you start out religious? Were you religious growing up? God, actually, you know, okay, so you know how most atheists grew up in a religious household and you know, dropped it, became atheist. I grew up in an atheistic household and became religious. No shit. Did you really? Tell me about that. Okay, so I'm in high school in Bumblefuck, Arkansas, where everyone's religious, and I actually got converted by two of my high school teachers. No fucking way it was legal, like totally illegally, but I was young at the time. I didn't know. And so I go on doing the whole religion thing, and I'm sitting in church. And, like, my parents are, are not only not religious, but they're gay rights advocates, right? So I, they have gay friends. Like, I get to hang around. And, like, I, I can tell when people are despicable. Like, I've known bullies and thieves. And, like, these are shitty people. I'm around my parents' gay friends. I'm like, these guys are cool, right? So I'm sitting in church, and they're like, gay people are the worst. And I'm like, oh, the Bible doesn't say that. That's your opinion, dude. Because, like... Uh, back in uh, early 2000, Knowledge Networks at the behest of Christianity Today 
did a poll to find out how many professing Christians had actually read the Bible, and it was just under 10%. Whoa. Right? That actually sounds accurate to me. Really? Yeah. yeah it, was a, it was a religious poll. It's like I was one of the 90 plus percent. It's like, yeah, I believe in Jesus. Have you read the Bible? No, but I got the gist of it, right? <laughs> Someone once told me the cliff notes out loud. Yeah, right? I, I, I read the Reader's Digest version. So I moved to Kansas later in life, and Kansas is like Arkansas. Holy AP. shit, dude. Hold on. I got to stop you. You moved yeah. from Arkansas to Kansas? Yeah. Well, I, I don't even understand. Like, did you move from a better place to a worse place? I don't even understand if you upgraded or not. You just followed the trail of tears, right? Is Jesus that how that works? Christ. You moved from the fucking worst state to the worst state. <laughs> yeah. I like playing video games on ultimate difficulty. So this is like playing life on ultimate difficulty. <laughs> right? So I, I moved to Kansas, and it's the same shit. And so finally I'm like, I got to read the Bible. I got to know if it says this. So I do my first read through of the Bible and it doesn't take me long to be like, yeah, God doesn't like gay people. Sure enough. <laughs> it's pretty early. Yeah, actually. it's in there. Yeah. It's right in there. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out a bunch of other shit. So I literally turn over the last page and said out loud, I don't believe this. But I became one of those, you know, like, you know, you know, the path like, oh, I'm an agnostic. You know, I'm not really an atheist. OK, I'm an atheist. But, you know, everybody's got their own beliefs and it's cool. And then I read uh, Sam Harris is the end of faith. Yeah. And there's. There's there's literally a sentence in that book that changed my entire outlook on life, uh, and I can repeat it because it was so influential to me. It was, we live in an age when a man can have both the resources and the intellect to construct a nuclear weapon and still believe he'll receive paradise for detonating it. And like at that moment, I realized like, oh, bad ideas matter in other people. Like they said, they talk about like my beliefs are my business. Well, no, they're not because we live on the same planet and beliefs determine actions and your actions affect everything. Something Sam right? Harris has not been able to get across to a large number of people. Right. That central message that beliefs determine our actions is something that has, has really been a struggle for for a lot of people. Is that when you started your blog? Is that when you decided to start writing your blog? Oh, God. So do you guys remember Zanga? No, I don't know what that is. Okay, so Zanga was a blog platform ages ago. It was like for high schoolers who like just broke up with their first boyfriend or girlfriend to go on there and be like, oh, my God, nobody who's lived 14 years in a row has ever heard this much. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm doing an, an opera in my – in college with all the freshmen and they're all on Zanga because they just got out of high school and they're like JT you should get a Zanga and they were like stupid insistent right and I was like no like I'm an adult stop <laughs> <laughs> finally I did it just to shut him up right and so like it's all this high school drama and I'm like I like politics so I started writing about atheism and politics but that was the start of my blogging career and then I just kept doing it and getting more readers and the rest of the script writes itself. I want to ask about the uh, the opera singing. You mentioned opera singing. What what's up with that? Oh God! I, I feel like all I'm doing is telling stories about my life. Hold on, hold on, hold uh, on, hold on, hold on. Before you tell the story, can you stick a quarter in your ass for me? <laughs> I think there's not one already there, dude. <laughs> so I, I teach high school voice students. That's actually what I was doing before this interview. And so, like, they're in high school. Like, in college, a teacher can say to a student, here's a quarter, put it in your ass, because everyone's an adult, right? Like, I can't do that with high school students. So I've got to be like, 
Use your imagination. Imagine a quarter in your ass, because for some reason that's more acceptable. <laughs> it's better than imagine my fingers in your ass, because that'll get you fired. It turns out. Oh, yeah, not until they yeah. not until they get to the Catholic Church. <laughs> okay, so how do I get into opera? So both my parents are double majors. My mom has a double major in art and theater, in directing theater, and my father has a double major in philosophy and theater performance. So I grew up in the theater, right? And I. I I grew up as an actor. Um, I was a god awful singer, just terrible singer. Like, at me to ask me to act fine, but singing's a no go. So then I get to college and I'm a theater performance major, and I'm kind of messing around with a woman who I think is one of the best singers to ever come through my college, right? So she tells me, like, hey, that we're doing this opera. There's an acting role in it. You should audition. Uh, so I do. I get into the show. It's uh, Deflator Mouse. There's an acting role called called Frosh the Jailer. And I didn't know it at the time, but it was being directed by Ava Pearl Yaden, who'd had this huge career in Europe. And she was the teacher that everybody, all the voice students went to that school to try and get into her studio, right? She was the star teacher. And I, I had no idea. And I was probably more disrespectful than I should have been to her in that show. Uh, but and not to be a total braggart, but my work ethic in shows is pretty good. I always learn my lines ahead of time. I'm the first to show up, last to leave. And I take a lot of pride in that. So the, I, get, I put on what I thought was a really good performance, and it's the last show is over. I'm staying around helping put shit away. And she walks up to me and says, do you sing? I said, God, no, absolutely not. And she asked if I'd like to learn. I said, sure. Now, this woman made, I think, $100 per half hour for private lessons. She taught me. She gave me a – when I was going to school, I was supporting myself when I was poor. Right? It's not like I could afford to do this. She gave me a slot in her studio for free for two years. And sometimes I worked. Holy shit. Yeah. An hour a week, just cause she liked my work ethic and saw promise in me. Um, yeah. Up until she died, actually. Um, she never got to see me become a professional, but I like, I like to feel like she always knew I would. Uh, and so even to this day, like it took me forever to start charging for voice lessons. And I charge about half of what the going rate is for someone with my resume, even to the students I do charge. And for the ones who are poor, I still teach them for free. Wow. Like it's just my way of paying it forward. And even the ones who are like, I wish I could give you money. I'm like, don't just like work hard and learn. And someday when you bump into a kid who it's their dream to be a singer, pass it on. Nice. You had mentioned before we started recording, you had talked about a, a gaming podcast you're, you're either starting or, or going to be doing soon. I, I've been very open in my writing and in my speeches that I'm a recovering anorexic, uh, that I'm, I have very severe clinical depression. Because, uh, you know, I, I want it to be a, I, I want to help remove the stigma and like atheism. I feel the way you do that is by being open about it. So the cocktail of meds I'm on that stabilizes me, which I would never get off of, like they make me feel as close to normal as someone in my shoes can reasonably get. They make eating something I can sometimes enjoy rather than something that I've got to sit down and force myself to do and then cry about. Right. Um, so they kind of turn off your give a damn switch, which is what allows me to, to eat, you know, pseudo comfortably, but it doesn't just do it on that. It does it on everything. And so for me, like I love reading the news each day. It's part of my day. I, best part of my day. I love keeping myself informed. I love staying abreast of current topics. And I used to like writing about it, but like anymore, I, if I'm honest, it's kind of a chore because I, I used to think like, oh, atheists are, are you know so much more reasonable than religious people. And the more I do it, the more I'm just like, 
no, like people as a general rule are unreasonable and don't care about good argument. And yes, most atheists have reached the same conclusions as me, but I'm not sure most of them have done it for good reasons. And so it kind of like just removes the passion I had for conveying ideas. You know, I, I like reading, but I don't like writing about it so much. So what I try to do in the future is find things I'm passionate about. And I am passionate about gaming. I'm passionate about esports, about teaching voice. And so I want to integrate more of that in my writing. But, you know, also blogs are a dying medium. The, the future is like what you guys are doing, podcasts and YouTube. So I got with a woman who writes for my blog, Nicole Hansen. But we're, we decided to do a uh, to create a gaming podcast, and our first run is tomorrow. And Cecil, I invited you to hop on for the first episode because I know you play Guild Wars too. Oh, it's the first episode. How great is that? Oh man, I feel I feel honored. Jesus, man! I would say blessed, but we're all atheists here, so I'll just the say first honored. one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever listened to the Game Theory podcast or the God Theory podcast, but we got those guys to come on too. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited about it. But hopefully, it'll give me a chance to stay passionate about what I do. Um, it, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky in life that I've been able to follow my passions and at least make enough money to pay the bills. And I, I think it's because when you follow your passions, you inherently do decent work, you know, just because you love it. Um, and so hopefully that'll let me keep doing that. But yeah, we're, we're, we're starting a, a gaming podcast. It's called Press Start. Uh, because press is also the news, but press start is also something you do in video games. It's a play on words. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see how clever we are? We're bound to clever. I like that. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, if people were going to find your blog or uh, find out about you, where would they look? Uh, well, you can go to the Pathios Network, uh, pathios.com slash blog slash WWJTD. Go click on You don't even have to read an article. Just like click on it, and I make a fraction of a penny, and the lights stay on, <laughs> and I can buy my wife a birthday present. Well, JT, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute blast. We'll definitely have you on, have you on again. This has been great, man. Thanks so much. So we want to thank our most current patrons, Camara, Lightmaker Sucks, Corey, the Mighty Thor, Cthulhu, the Octopus God, Lion, Leon, Leon. Let's go with Lion. I like Lion. If your name is spelled that way, you fucking roar. Could be Leon. Fuck that. Uh, Christina, Timothy, Nate, DP, one of my favorite guys, <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> Philip, Chad, Jeff, Robin. The Browns, <laughs> Courtney, Michael, Kenna, Keith, Janelle, Daryl, Devil Doc, David, Lawrence, Sackashite, Senator Bale Organa. Oh my goodness, it's it's another Is that a Star Wars you think? Star Wars reference. The New York Wolf, Voldemort. I knew it finally. Mike, Rick, Stella, John, Jane, Bart, Shane, Curtis. Atheists on High Podcast, and Anthony. Thanks so much for your generous donations. We really do truly appreciate it. This next week, we are, of course, traveling to QED in Manchester, England, and then we'll be doing two uh, meetups, one in Glasgow. Glasgow. I don't know. Fucking. Whatever. I believe it's Haggis. It's, it's pronounced Glasgow. Haggis. They love that. And Edinburgh. I feel like no Edinburgh. matter how many times we say it, they Eden, love it more Edinburgh. each time. Edinburgh. The, the Edens. The Ed, we'll be Edinburgh's. going out over there to both of those places to have meetups Ed. with the Scathing Atheist crew and us. And we're going to be doing a sort of Q&A, hanging out in two pubs there. Uh, I do not think there's any tickets left, actually. I think they're I think they're all sold out at this, point, out at this but, point. But uh, 
I don't know. Contact the organizers. Yeah, see, see, see how that works. Yeah. We're not. We're just showing up. We're, we're just the, hanging we're out. We're just the. We're just the dudes that show up at this point. But we should have a great time. Come see us at QED. We'd love to hang out and uh, and just get a chance to meet you. Uh, but we're super excited about it. So we got a message. Uh, we got a couple messages we're going to go through. The first one is from Mustafa. And Mustafa says that Ramadan actually follows the lunar calendar and it moves 11 days back earlier every year. And, uh, and one of the things he alerted us to, Tom, is that they actually have a workaround in Alaska. They do. He says that uh, in Alaska, they have basically a loophole to trick God. The Muslims found a loophole. They have an excuse to follow certain standards, which allows them to fast a certain number of hours mm. rather than actually it's follow an, it. It's an hourly requirement. Muhammad requires or Allah, whoever, whoever they worship, yeah. whatever, pick one. They he requires an hourly requirement. You know, so in our business, so I'm in I'm in the uh, the mortgage industry, um, and there, there are loans um, which I've seen and we've closed, uh, which are Sharia loans, and they're basically trick your God loans because they're not allowed to lend with interest, they're not allowed to borrow with interest, and so they have a loan which has all the look of a regular loan where you borrow money and you have a note and you pay, you know, a principal and you and you have an interest rate. But what they do instead is they pay a certain fee. That fee happens to be the same dollar value as, as the interest. The interest, and then you pay the fee over time. You pay it over time, huh? Just like you would pay the interest. But they just—it's paperwork to trick their god. Wow. It's but the best part, my favorite part, is that you can't trick Uncle Sam. So there are federal lending guidelines that require that anybody borrowing money and, and being issued a mortgage be given a document called a Truth and Lending Disclosure which discloses very specifically that there's an annual percentage rate, which is essentially similar to an interest rate. Sure. So you can trick God, but you hope he doesn't look at the truth in lending disclosure because yeah. it's kind of right there. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. It's, it's, lying to G, it's lying to Muhammad with What's, paperwork. It's amazing that Muhammad is so easily fooled. The omniscient. Yeah, easily fooled. Right? Easily fooled. It's awesome. Yeah. It's like it's like when they get the fucking helper monkey to press the button in the elevator. Right. Well, the Jews Sunday. are just like, yeah. I don't know, use a stick to press the button, and then it's not your finger or whatever. Yeah, you like, have to like nudge a stick so it falls over right. like in some weird Rube, Rube Goldberg, Goldberg machine, right? Yeah. It was like a shoe that hits a bowling ball. <laughs> it's like lights a candle, which burns a rope. <laughs> that sets off a mouse trap. <laughs> so we got a message from Steven, and Steven sent us an image of oh, Jesus. Him Himmler Medical Company. <laughs> That's terrible. And in front of it, even funnier, is a sonic advertisement that says fiery family. <laughs> It's just the worst. Oh, that really is. Yeah. We got a message from uh, from Joseph, and he sent us a great image of Trump's eyes, and I will just post this image. Oh, Jesus. It's very similar to what we talked about before, but it's safe for work. We got a message, and it, I, I, it might be post, uh, posted on uh, Facebook by now. We're not sure, but we'll be posting an image uh, on this episode. Show notes. When we talked to Chris Matheson last week, Mike sent an image of a Donald Trump Dental dowel bobble. <laughs> it's that is horrifying. Awesome. It's horrifying. I'd fuck the mouth on that thing. You'd fuck the mouth on anything. <laughs> Admittedly. So it looks amazing. I just want to say, looked great. Thank you so much for sending it in. We got a, another set of images from Sarah, and I'll post a link to it. It's tactical advice from the Dalai Lama, it's, and it's all awesome. It's all images of him doing like hand motions and then shit that a tactical officer <laughs> will tell you, like how to shoot people in the eye and stuff. It's, it's fucking just hilarious. Awful. It's just awful. Yeah, I love there's it. There's like eight images. 
Well, if you missed it last week, Scathing Atheist finished up the uh, very last, uh, not the very last, but the, the last bulk issue that we're doing of Vulgarity for Charity. In the next coming weeks, we will be doing uh, several roasts of people who we did not get to during the actual roast. They'll be getting special time on our shows and on the Scathing Atheist shows because we just seriously could not get it. The, the, the support was so overwhelming. We didn't want to do a fifth show. So we're, we're going to be splitting it up between the two of us. We'll probably have about 50 or so people to roast, but we still have to do it. We'll probably be covering a couple shows, uh, email portions worth just to try to get through it. Yeah, just just so everybody knows, nobody will be left out. If you donated um, $20 or more, you will have your person roasted. It just might take us some time. It's going to take us some time. We seriously got over 400 donations, and we just want to make sure that the show goes back to being the show and doesn't just become Vulgarity for Charity, the podcast. Yeah. So we're incredibly grateful. The outpouring of support was just massive. We're going to have uh, Keith on from Modest Needs um, to talk about his organization and kind of the great work that they do and the impact that your money has made in their organization. We're very excited to have him on the show. If you donated and you didn't hear yourself on one of the four episodes that has the bulk Vulgarity for Charity, be patient. We will be horrible to you, your friends, your family, your loved ones, and your hated parties just as soon as we can get around to it. And I want to say, too, I mentioned it on the Scathing Atheist podcast, but I want to say it here. Um, the amount of work that went into this was actually pretty substantial. Yeah, significant. We, we, had, uh, we had several hours every time that we had to write uh, write those roasts and uh and eli went out of his way to collect a document of all the people that that needed to be roasted all the notes of the people that were going to be roasted it's over 300 paged google doc that he created with photos and all this other stuff and photos we're not taking up the whole page either no, so right, it's not, yeah. we're not talking about like whole page worth of photos we're talking about you know people would send a photo and it would be a small part of the page with descriptions 300 pages document that he created he created several spreadsheets to try to keep us on track. He was the one who wrote the main scripts that led people through the roast. So he's the one who came up with the creative way to roast people. He came up with the way in which we transitioned. He did so much work. He did a great job. And he did I mean, such kudos. a great job. He's really, kudos. really good at this. Really amazing. I hope that we get a chance to do this with them again because we had such a fun time recording with them. And doing this work was really fun. Normally what happens in charity stuff is that Tom and I sort of just sit back and let you guys do all the work. You guys are the ones who are putting in all your, your money. But this time we, we actually did do something to try to help encourage people to donate and it really was very rewarding. It was, really it was a ridiculous it. amount of fun. I really enjoyed it. So. I had more fun doing the vulgarity for charity than I've had doing almost anything in a long time. It was, a it was just such a great time, and I couldn't think of better people to work with. Absolutely. They were wonderful. And uh, and if you are not fans of Scathing Atheists, give them a shot. Go listen to their podcast. They uh, they put on a great podcast. They also do god-awful movies and The Skeptocrat. Go give them a listen. They are uh, excellent podcasters and uh, and deserve a download. So uh, we want to thank JT Eberhardt for joining us today. JT is a lot of fun. Glad we finally got a chance to meet him and chat with him. Really cool guy. Check out uh, his blog, What Would JT Do on, on Patheos. Also check out his upcoming podcast. And, uh, and I'm actually planning. He sent me some messages. And we're also, I'm also planning on doing a full day of streaming where I'm streaming a video game for an entire day for charity. I'll probably be doing that in November, November 6th. It looks like I'll be streaming Guild Wars 2 all day. I'll be playing, hanging out, 
And uh, I don't know exactly how all that's going to work or where I'll be streaming it, but uh, but I'll keep people who care to be informed informed about it. Uh, and if you want to donate to charity during that portion, uh, we will let you know what happens uh, with that coming up. Uh, we are going to be on vacation, though. So for the next couple of weeks, we're going to be sort of on autopilot. We're going to have uh, a show in the can that is going to be uh, uh, several stories as well as uh, as Kevin from Modest Needs. We also may be posting, we're not sure yet how it's how it's going to be delivered to us, but we may be posting our live show from QED, depending on how we get it. Um, it may be a patron show. It may also just be a full release show. We're still deciding on how that works. And we're also going to be posting a show uh, that's in the can with us talking to Angry Black Rant. We're going to be posting that probably later in October. Uh, so you can send us all your hate mail when we come back. <laughs> and we'll be, we'll be fresh. We'll be fresh on our trip to read it. When we come back, uh, we will be returning to Glory Hole Studios to start our recording early in November again. God, it's such a long break, man. Well, we'll actually be recording. We'll actually have shows for you every single week. I know. Uh, but we won't be recording for a while. We are going to be uh, leaving you. And uh, before we do, we are, of course, going to leave you, like we always do, with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.